This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Head to Gamefly.com slash locked today for a free premium 30-day trial. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 323 of Unlocked. Joining me today is Lily. Hey, guys. We also have Monty Hi. and Sean. Chomp, chomp. Whoa, that was aggressive. <laughs> so I'm back. That was aggressive. It's been a while. When was the last time you were on? I don't know, a few weeks ago. I've been super busy. Oh, it was so back. It was uh, the Obama administration. That was a while ago. Yeah. Man. Um, well over back. a year. Well over a year. Feels a lot longer, though, doesn't it? It's like an eternity. <laughs> Ryan is out this week doing family stuff, probably. Um, but we have exciting things to talk about. Uh, Dutch gambling. That's not actually what that story is about. It's about uh, the Dutch Consumer Affairs Commission is looking into whether loot boxes are gambling, which is something that we should take pretty seriously. A uh, plants versus zombies controversy. L.A. Noir is out on the Xbox One X, so is Sims 4, and uh, The Witcher is running at 60 frames a second on Xbox One X, so that's all very exciting. There's also a ton of Black Friday deals that we're going to go over as well. Um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, though, Dutch Gambling. What's the, I don't like the name, it's Dutch, Dutch Gambling Update? Did we ever have a first story? I don't know if we What are we updating? Yeah, you, that, you said <laughs> so, Dutch Gambling Update, and I'm like, have I missed something? Well, well that's why I thought report. I would put it in the show, because maybe Ryan didn't want to talk about it, but I think it's really interesting. So basically what happened is, um, and they confirmed it was as a result of Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. is that the Dutch Consumer Affairs Commission slash government decided to look into whether loot boxes are gambling, and the way they refer to it is as random loot economy. So the idea that you are paying for something with an actual currency and then getting a random thing, is that gambling? And, like, in my head, yes, it is. But basically, this is, like, just a kind of weird gray area in a series of weird gray areas in the games industry that uh, the commission is taking super seriously, and they just had a a TV update yesterday. Um, And the concern is that the focus on minors slash the participation of children in gambling activities and illegal or unrestricted gambling in general is, like, a bad practice. The reason I think this is interesting is that a governing body is looking into this, and if the Dutch consumer affairs decide that this should be illegal, like mm-hmm. what does it mean for everyone else? Well, and this could also this could very easily spread throughout the entire EU, mm-hmm. which means that it could very easily be it, it, the U.S. and the rest of the world can be impacted by it. Well, and there's the, it, one of the other gray areas that we have is like with YouTube whether. Let's plays. If you're putting commentary over a game, is fair use, and there's just like all these things in the in the games industry that has kind of been overlooked. That as soon as someone who is important starts paying attention, we'll all get cracked down on like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm super interested in this story and to see what they find out because it doesn't seem like anyone in the U.S. is really looking into this right now. That we well, know of. this reminds me of um, CS:GO Lotto when that yeah. whole issue happened, and obviously the biggest thing about it was that two people who are YouTubers mm-hmm. owned it, mm-hmm. and they were like discussing it and saying all the like oh they, they weren't disclosing that they owned it no, either. They Wait, so what was CSGO with Lotto? Yeah, so if, for those who aren't familiar with the situation, it was a big story that blew up on YouTube or on in games media. I guess maybe last year or a year and a half ago. Yeah, maybe longer. Yeah, I, think yeah, it was I can't last remember. Year. At any rate, uh there in in Counter-Strike, there are these skins that are cosmetic that you can buy using in-game currency mm-hmm. to like modify your weapons. It doesn't change. Sure. It's just a cosmetic yeah. thing. But they're very very valuable some of them because some of them are very rare. These people had created or owned a site which you could go to and gamble uh, your money essentially to buy upwards of tens of thousands of dollars of skins. And they were making videos promoting the site without telling people that they owned it. Gotcha. So they effectively could have and might have actually been manipulating the stuff on the back end to give people the results that benefited them the best. And that's something that if you run a business here in the States, you have to disclose that type of information. Otherwise, the FCC or like the Trade Commission – 
the SEC will come after I mean, you. They knew what they were doing was sure. Oh, yeah, totally. No question. And like the fact that they even got away with that for as long as they did is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that whole thing is, was shut down. This isn't, yeah. And that was shut down and rightfully so. And they kind of got a lot of flack for it. Uh, this is treading into some really interesting gray area, right? Because like random loot, I mean, there are a lot of games out there where the, the currency that you're investing into these sort of like random transactions isn't money. I think that's also, how they get around it. Yeah, but time, right? And then you can optionally pay money to decrease the amount of time, but you would make the business person would make the argument that they're not paying money for it, they're paying time. And you yeah. can buy time with money. And that seems like this weird little loophole that yeah. might cause a gray area. That just sounds but, so well, weird and oh, it's daunting. Super like, yeah. How it works with Assassin's Creed Origins, I get that. In that, like, that's a game that has microtransactions that you are literally buying time and that you're mm-hmm. buying, like, resources but you know what they are mm-hmm. it's like i'm buying this so that i don't have to hunt to craft things and that's yeah. how that system mm-hmm. works and i get that with battlefront 2 which is what really prompted this investigation i don't really think that's the case because you don't necessarily know what you're going to get so it's a lot more random and mm-hmm. it doesn't work for something necessarily like overwatch where it is entirely cosmetic but with battlefront where well now as an update uh all microtransactions are currently off in the game so that's yeah that's another thing to consider for the time being right definitely for the time being they're totally going to come back but we have to see how that happens but i think when you're it's in a pay to win environment i don't know it seems a lot more like gambling to me because you're you're buying something that is a random reward that could be like an upgrade for something it's not just time and i suspect you can get it through time also and i suspect that even if the argument could be made that it's time that's the currency and not money the the sort of predatory I think why this is coming up and why the why this investigation is happening is because like as a kid which it makes up a huge demographic of like people who are marketed to in mm-hmm. terms of games they might not be able to distinguish the difference between like what is a safe investment or what is a time investment versus a monetary investment and yeah. they're just you know they're kids like they're not they don't really know better so a business should not be employing these predatory practices, even if there is this little loophole that allows them to like technically get away from it. Well, I suspect that's why they're getting part of it, it is that it, it's people who are under eighteen and there's nothing saying like I'm eighteen. I know that I'm like getting a random thing for this. And there was also like a sub part of this that I felt a little weird about, which is uh, they're looking into whether playing like social video games at a young age can give people like pro gambling tendencies or be like a gateway into gambling. And like I always want to dismiss the idea that like video games cause whatever because I haven't killed anyone and I've played lots of violent games. So I'm yes. kind of weird about that. That we I think, know of. I think for me it'd be <laughs> a more of like the like playing on like a mobile game that is like you have to freemium or whatever where you yeah. have to pay. I think it just like desensitizes kids for a game where they like go on console or PC, they just kind of assume they have to pay something. Yeah. That's awesome. it's funny because these these aren't new by any means. Like yeah. you always tell the story when you were a kid and you spent a bunch of your family's money on Habbo Hotel because mm. you kept dialing a number and you're like, I didn't realize. Yeah, it was I had actually- absolutely no idea. My parents <laughs> weren't mad at me. Like I told that story once before on the podcast, but I just kept calling this number and then you just press a button and then it gives your account money. And I think I had to put in like my account number or something, and it was charging my home phone, so my parents were getting charged, and I didn't really think that that's what i had yeah. no idea that that was ch- costing real money i mean this but is that's ha- like a there's a difference right like that is just like ignorance of being a child this is a business like designing systems to yeah. elicit a particular response from kids like well, how do you know how do you know that they're doing this for kids not for kids but for people sure and it happens to include kids which yeah. is why i think people are a little bit more touchy about it rightfully so right but like they've designed mechanics and stuff in the game that encourage or coerce your audience to 
spend money to decrease the amount of time. I mean, aggressively so in the yeah. case of Battlefront, how it was before launch. Yeah. Like it, the story being about how it took 40 hours to unlock a hero, like it absolutely was designed in a way that was like <laughs> encouraging that. It's not that now. Though. Yeah, that's the that's the crazy thing is like all of this hullabaloo over Battlefront before it even came out. Before it came out, and then people who actually played it this weekend, like Brian Altano, who we work mm-hmm. with, played it all weekend and not all weekend, but like casually played a couple hours a day, and he has every hero. Yeah. And he's like, I don't, I didn't feel the need. I to do it. wonder like how much of it is stuff. blown out of proportion. I didn't sure. I mean, there there is an amount of vitriol that is against EA just because that's oh, they're that the worst forever. company in the world, despite the fact that oh, there's two hundred thousand gallons of oil spilled yeah. in South yeah. Dakota. Um, yeah, that. So, that yeah, thing is so dumb. The worst company in America. I'm like, what about insurance companies? What about the Red actual? What about off? the actual government or internet companies? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, And then we had the interesting stuff of like the rumors <laughs> that like this happened because Bob Iger actually stepped in. Right. And I don't know how much I believe that. Also, because well, that call did happen, but we don't know what happened. Sure, on the call. but also like the Disney has. Oh, okay. Disney. This is not a call you want to be getting. Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, called the CEO of EA uh, last Friday to. Talk about <laughs> something to do with Battlefront. So the rumor is the idea is that Disney was like, "But we're family friendly and we have to keep brands safe." What is this controversy? Cut it out! You're ruining our Star Wars. So we don't we don't know but, what happened. On I the mean, board. the the so sort of the thing that doesn't make sense with that is the fact that there are so many free to play Disney games that are com- completely predatory geared at kids. But they're on mobile, so it's different. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. No yeah and cares. CNN and and the USA Today weren't picking these stories up. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird that even happened with Battlefront Two. It's crazy, but yeah. like I'm really interested in where this is going and. You know, I can I can absolutely see both sides of it. So I just I don't know. In maybe in a year, loot boxes aren't allowed, and it has to be like explicitly tell you what you're going to yeah. get. Or that's so interesting because like even that right there, as someone who sees why this is so problematic, like I can't sit here and say like loot boxes should be gone because like. I don't know. I where think did that, that come from? Drew <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a thing. <laughs> From Fire Team Chat, we were messing around with them earlier. They're tokens. You just have a token for when. <laughs> is this a gambling? Thing? It was just, yeah, have it was you just gone one here. week without gambling? Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, I do think that there are games out there that do loot boxes really well, and like in when they're deployed well, like any mechanic in a game, when it's done well, like sure. it actually supports the game in a way that is really interesting and fun. So I don't necessarily know that I agree in terms of loot boxes. Like I. I can't think of something that I've bought where it's like, hey, you pay 20 bucks and you don't know what you're going to get and it's going to be good even in terms of like literal loot crates. Even though I'm like, oh, so, yeah. so the like, example I'm I would okay use is... with aesthetic purchases, but I don't like the idea of not knowing what you're going to get in a box. I mean, I can understand that, right? Like that's just consumer preference, right? Uh, I mean, so for instance, like Counter-Strike is a game that I play so much and has loot boxes in them. They're mm-hmm. called crates. And uh, what happens is at, at the end of every game, you randomly get crates. Like sometimes it can be one, two, multiple crates or whatever. You can also get skins out of these crates. It's basically like a random, you get some rewards for completing yeah. every match. You can... You have the option to buy keys to I open like those crates. Like you're explaining Counter Strike, like no one knows what it is. <laughs> I mean, some people don't, you know, or at least That's they true. may know what Counter Strike is, is, but true. not how the loot boxes like, work, yeah. right? But I'm giving an example of a way that I think the loot boxes are done well, which is that you have right. the option to buy the crate, or buy you have the option to buy a key to open the crate. You don't have to, and if you don't, you can still get the skins that other people are getting yeah. by opening the crates. And that's yeah. basically the same as, yeah. as I've. In other words, it is totally non-gameplay it. specific. Like it's not yeah. impacting the gameplay. I mean, that's the most totally important cosmetic. thing to me. I think is that it has to be cosmetic. Yeah. Um, and again, like I'm okay with microtransactions the way it was done in Assassin's Creed Origins. I think I'm still like undecided because I played that game in such weird circumstances that I don't really know. But I don't know. It's 
it's hard because every company thinks they have the right answer to this, and none sure. of them really do. And oh. we don't know what that answer is yet. All we know is that uh, it works. Valve it's does. Well on Valve has the right Valve, answer. Valve does have the right answer. Remember that time that they tried to make people pay for mods? Yeah, that was bad. Times. Valve did oh, bad no, that's there. Great, didn't Valve it? did bad. <laughs> also, <laughs> how come the Dutch government's not going after Kinder Eggs? If we can't have Kinder Eggs here, they shouldn't be able to have Kinder Eggs. We have Kinder Eggs in Australia. Yeah, what that's because Kinder Egg. A Kinder Egg's a little Ooh. chocolate thing, but it's got a prize on the inside, yeah, and you, the inside. you can't have them in America because it's gambling geared at children. You know what you can have? Oh, guns. Okay. Yeah. Very Whoa. good. Yeah, Guns Jr. That's what you call it. I had a Kinder Egg back in June, though. What? In Portland. Yeah. Oh, Portland's lawless. Yeah, Portland is rogue. Shout yeah. out to Portland. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Portland Kinder weird by uh, just filling it with Kinder Eggs. All the oh, Kinder Eggs. Do they have one of those sayings as well? Keep Portland weird, like Austin? I believe the first one was Portland. I think people from Austin would be really mad at you saying that. Even if you're right, they'd be like, excuse me? Ooh, <laughs> look it up right now. Oh, he's doing it. All right, uh, moving on to the next story, which is actually kind of uh, related, is Plants vs. Zombies. Um, On Roundtable Live, which is a podcast, Edmund McMillan told a story about his friend George Fan, who is the creator of Plants vs. Zombies. And he ultimately said, and this is paraphrasing, uh, that EA were planning to make Plants vs. Zombies 2 pay to win. And then George Fan said he didn't want to do that and didn't want any part of it. And then EA fired him. So that's the short of what he said. And he like did dance around it a little, but... That's absolutely what you can glean from that. Um, and then uh, George Fan did tweet about it. He didn't say a whole lot. He said something along the lines of, uh, I don't know if you put this in here, Marty. Well, so these Alan Murray, these three tweets of, are uh, all from Alan Murray, who okay. ended up being the uh, director of PVZ2. Okay. Um, but he, he tweeted something that was basically like, yes, I was... Right. It was very something like I'm parting ways with with EA, uh, sort of vague. Well, about no, he tweeted something yesterday that, oh. that basically wasn't incriminating either way. He just said like, "Yes, I was like over from EA. I don't really have any more to comment at this time." Mm-hmm. Um, but my assumption is that that's what George told Edmund. But then two sources told Kotaku that that isn't entirely true. Um, they did say that fans' indie values, meaning like I guess his attitudes towards games and the fact that he was so adverse to pay to win models were incompatible with EA's corporate values, but ultimately it seems like he was let go along with 50 other staff members at PopCap, the company, in August. So it was like part of a mass layoff, not something that was specific to this guy said this, let's fire him. Um, So then Alan Murray responded on Twitter with, wow, hey, Edmund McMillan. So uh, Alan Murray, sorry, is the guy who was the director, producer. Oh, he was the, the actual, the eventual producer of PVZ2. Okay. And he said, I was the producer, <laughs> it's written here, I was the producer of PVZ2 <laughs> and that story was not even close to the truth. It's a bummer that something false like this came out secondhand. I'm happy to chat offline. Since this has picked up some traction, I should state the facts that I know. I was the lead producer from January 12 to launch in July 13, about eight so months. Much George drama. was Yeah, I know. George was never involved during the time I worked on the project. He was working on a different game, uh, but it never launched. George was unfortunately part of the layoffs in August, but I know none of the details surrounding his departure. So it seems like he was potentially let go for, I don't know, issues with that studio. But at the same time, uh, people did verify that there were issues with his attitudes and EA's corporate attitudes of wanting to make Plants vs. Zombies a mobile pay-to-win game. So <laughs> it's kind of a multi-layered story that I don't think is that black and white. Um, I actually didn't end up playing Plants vs. Zombies 2. Yeah, neither did I. I really I'll bet one. you there's a little like kernel of truth in here somewhere. You well, know, I think both parts Like just the timelines, like where it says, like so uh, the sources say to Kotaku that... Uh, McMillan was laid off at the same time as 50 other staff members in August of 2012. And then in the tweets, uh, 
the producer says that George was unfortunately part of the layoffs in August of 2012, but I don't know the details surrounding his departure. But then in August of 2012, two months later, they did ultimately shift the whole company to a free-to-play mentality for mobile. Mm-hmm. Like Just the yeah. timing of that I is mean, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, this is around the time we got Simpsons tapped out, which was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and it is entirely possible that the people of PopCap all agreed with what George had to say, which was like, I don't want this game to be this. I don't want this thing that I created to be a huge franchise. Because he was like an indie developer who had made a really cool game before that. So it's like, he could have had everyone agreeing with him and then that contributed to the layoff. But I mean, that was the thing is if you look back, like it's it's easy to poo-poo it just because a lot of people do that to mobile games. But like the original Plants for Zombies is a phenomenal game, like an absolutely incredible game. And then I loved it so much when it came out. And then PVZ2 came out and it was totally a victim of the sort of free-to-play nonsense that you get with these games where it always felt like you were hitting a wall and that you had to either grind to get past it, wait to get past it, or pay to get past it. And I was just like, I would give you $10 if I could just have this. I feel like that almost goes back to the for kids thing. Like, is sure. it because it's a children's demographic that that's what they put in those games? And I'm like, telling that- you, it's just the same thing. It's like kids are getting so used to the whole freemium pay-to-play thing mm. that at this point it's like... Kids are going to be so desensitized by it. Games are just going to be that. Yeah. Well, like it's Weird. funny because this is now coming. This all happened about five years ago now. But like it's interesting considering the climate that we're in now, where we're seeing the practices that used to be employed strictly on mobile free-to-play games mm-hmm. entering the AAA space, mm-hmm. and kind of in a big bad way, right? Like some of the biggest games in the world are free-to-play games and employ microtransactions as their main source of revenue. Yeah. And like the argument of whether it does it well or not isn't doesn't really factor in. It's the idea that like. There's probably a significant chunk of the audience to which these games are specifically marketed to that don't know the difference between spending time and spending money. And so they have the ability to spend all this money and potentially rack up some really bad habits and make the rich even richer. I mean, there was a great Twitter thread by a developer on who has worked in free-to-play stuff talking about how the average game, if they have microtransactions or a free-to-play game, 2% of the players will spend actual money. And if you get 5%, then it's like a monumental success. 2% is considered a success. Yeah, yeah. Wow. which is nuts. Yeah, but it's I think that that 2% That's the whale mentality, lot. yeah. Like, I remember having a conversation with my mom when she was playing Candy Crush where she wanted to... She, like, was very against the idea that she should spend money. And in that case, I was like, well, okay, how long have you put into this game? Like, how much time have you spent playing this game? And it was something like 20 hours. It was like, maybe you should just buy one. Yeah. Like, maybe at that point you should give them something. And she was like, but... But I don't want to. I don't want to spend the money because she's yeah. like. I mean, even, I'm so against it. Well, I just I am for the most part. Like literally, the last add-on of any kind that I bought for a game was Bioshock Barrel at Sea. I haven't bought anything since then, and like mm-hmm. that's inclu- that includes The Witcher. Like that's I just won't do it anymore. And I mean, that seems ridiculous, though. Like that's just an entire giant chunk of new game. That's ostensibly a different game. Oh well, I wouldn't consider. Well, do you consider DLC a microtransaction? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. That's well, I don't either. It's I know for it's not, it's, it's not micro. <laughs> I know for a macro fact, transaction. I know I mean, for a fact that I'm a victim of um, like, what is it like where you buy like cosmetics and stuff? Sure. Because mm-hmm. I spent oh man, I spent a lot of money on Smite, mm-hmm. and like I love that game, and I have friends who play that game, so it's like I'm supporting like a game that I really do love, and like you know the people who work on it. So I'm okay with like having given all that money to them, but. God, I spent a lot of money. You imagine on what if Cuphead with microtransactions? Don't talk to me. What if you could buy like <laughs> instead of like cups and mugs, there were like vases or like martini glass, man? I love vases. Mm. Vasman? No, don't talk like that. I, <laughs> I mean, I'd vape be girl. Vape girl. <laughs> there's been there's been some situations where I can see myself spending money in a game that I really like if it goes to a good cause. Like so, for instance, Counter Strike stuff. I mentioned the skins can be pretty rare. I got a knife drop 
knives are very, a knife. Yeah, knife, no! knife, knife skins are very rare in uh, in uh, Counter Strike. We I sold it. Vine. I sold it for four hundred dollars. And wow. but because you can't extract uh, money from Steam, like it just exists in this like digital currency. You can't like. You can buy games within and stuff. It's in your Steam yeah. account, but you can't like go withdraw cash or anything. You have to spend it within the Steam ecosystem. And so I bought a different knife that I liked, and I can totally see why that would be a valuable purchase for people, especially I'm like totally not criticizing people who do that. I totally get it. I just yeah. stopped doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, same with you. It's like again, anytime anyone is coercing me to do something I don't want to do, the, I do not. like I'm that. trying to think. Again, I told my mom to do it. I just stopped doing. I it. I only. So. I think I've literally only spent money on one cosmetic thing ever in a game, I and it was the. It was the Catherine you. skins for Persona 5. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Persona 5. Mm. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Accidentally <laughs> referred <laughs> Andrew via text accidentally referred to Andrew Garfield as Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> in a text. And I was like, you called the actor your own oh, name. Funny. That's so funny. I'd sit right now and he's going to roll. That's fine. Roll. Now fine. I feel less bad about every time that I point at anyone where he sits, I call them Andrew. Mm. Like it's It includes from anyone who sits in that corner, the newsboy corner at IGN, including Cisco, Andrew, and Jonathan. I just yell Andrew in that direction every time. Just and they like, all Andrew. look up and go, damn it. <laughs> like, again. Wait, but going, going back to this, like, plants and zombies thing, like, uh, like it's there's just... plants versus zombies. I like plants and zombies better, actually. That's where Why they... can't we all just get along with <laughs> <laughs> the plants and zombies? But, like, I just, it's so, there's just, like, so much drama over this where it's like, yeah, he, he got let go and it's, like, we don't know the details sure. over it and something's just blowing up over something that, we don't know about. This is absolutely also blowing happened up. five years ago. Yeah, yeah this is and absolutely blowing. I would up just like to say, Kotaku is like the TMZ of our like video game industry, like drama a lot. Yeah, yeah. like let's, yes. let's everyone get gathers get right around. In on that. It's Schreier and Kirk like <laughs> because, gathering around. It all. Because any time that there's like about like what is it, uh, Big Sean sixty six, I think, who's talked about him being like a part of EA and Big Sean. That yeah, rapper? it was like some. Twitter. Oh, the dude who doesn't actually work for EA. Yeah, and yeah. Kotaku oh, yeah. was the one who like dug it all up and everything like, I, like, I think oh. it's just like Shreya's favorite thing he's yeah. like let me get the details oh, when you were talking about Big Sean I thought you were talking about the rapper Big Sean oh. but you weren't you no, were talking about Big Sean is not what if he what if what if he is working for EA? If Big Sean love good music is working for EA, it's possible. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard from him lately. Dr. Dre sits on the board at Apple. So yeah, that's true. Anything yeah. Is sound, yeah, when yeah. they bought Beats by Dre, he yeah. became an Apple executive. That's weird. Yeah. He sits down this like down the table from like Tim Cook and stuff. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop, Dogg Snoop Dogg's a level designer on Dawn of War. That's not true. Hey, fun fact: Snoop Dogg tried to get a visa to get into Australia, and they wouldn't let him because of explicit drug use. They were like, "You clearly do drugs." No, dude, so he doesn't funny. do drugs. He does drug. He clearly does drug. Uh, but yes, this is definitely being spoken about right now because people are mad at EA, and I think it's yeah. like Edmund McMillan is probably just like, you know, what? screw it, I'm talking about it because that's what we're talking about anyway, and I understand that, and it's an interesting landscape. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I don't think that we'll ever get like the clear side of the story, so that's kind of what makes. Wait, it have we said who Edmund McMillan is? That that he's the Meat Boy slash Binding of Isaac developer. Oh yeah, maybe I knew. I was like, I wonder if he was, was also the in same Indie Game the movie. Yeah, he's one of the three. Yeah. Um, Which, if you haven't seen that great movie about video games, check it out. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it. It's really good. It's very good. I You'd know like what it's it. about, and I know almost everything that happened in it. I just but it's well it. shot, and it's got good. It's got a good score. By for, a long, for a long time, I wanted to make a, a video game documentary, and then I saw that and I was like, I can't anymore because that was done. the one. We call it triple. You can make triple A the movie. 
Dude. And everything would be embargoed. They just yep. never tell you anything. <laughs> It'd be a movie about. Uh, right now, we're just working on this platform. Yeah. Um, we don't have any plans at this time, or but we're excited pay, that you're interested. You have to pay $2.50 to unlock the first act. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> an, interesting. The, yeah. that's yeah. an interesting. Uh, that's a good experiment. I'm sure Soderbergh will do something like that. <laughs> it's like pay to watch. Or yeah. um, so a cool thing that also happened this week is that The, the Witcher 3 is going to be running, well, it does run in, in 60 frames a second on Xbox One X, but it's also getting a 4K patch. So according to Eurogamer, The Witcher 3 shipped with an unlocked frame rate, allowing it to reach 60 frames a second uh, on Xbox One X. But the frame rate increase came with the cost of resolution, and the unpatched version meant The Witcher 3 was at 900p, which is not great. Um, so a later update boosted the resolution to 1080p, and the frame rate was locked at 30 frames a second. So a new 4K patch is now officially coming, with numerous visual tweaks such as higher quality shadows ambient occlusions and texture filtering as well as high resolution textures and an all-around performance boost is that was that your polish accent no that was yes. her uh announcer it sounded robotic i don't like it, it made me uncomfortable Thank you. i mean i think this is rad i actually played the witcher 3 entirely on pc and uh, i used a lot of mods and had like all these cool storm mods and just like weather dynamic mods and i feel like the version that i was playing modded now looks almost just as good on xbox one or will with the 4k patch like i think that's super cool i might try and play it again why don't you play blood and wine big yawn there sean it's been big a yawn 66 <laughs> yeah. so blood and wine i absolutely should <laughs> yeah like I, and then i have played that it's just that i didn't buy it so it's different but i i probably should buy that because like i'm down to oh CD Projekt. you meant that about okay about money you actually spent on okay, money gotcha. that i'm willing to spend gotcha yeah so wait, the new patch or the new on Xbox One, uh, on Xbox it will be One, sixty frames a second, four K. Oh, okay, which is crazy. Yeah, like, well, I think that's right? super impressive. Un, no, unlocked potentially reaching up to sixty frames a second. There is no way potentially reaching. Like yeah, I don't, it's we're not, not locked at, at 60 yeah, frames. we're not at a point with with consoles, even with the Xbox One X, an open world game can run at yes. sixty. That's like, what that's, I was gonna say. Because yeah, like, if it was, that'd be very impressive. No, like, I had the idea that is I've, that this will be the closest to that that you can get. Yeah, sure. Is, I mean, that's that's sort of been like that. that's been the promise of the Xbox One X, and honestly, what it's delivering right now is that it is the closest home console thing to ever rival like a high end PC. Right. 4K, 4K, 4K. Mm-hmm. So many Ks. That's all I remember. I mean, I would have. 4K, 4K. Wouldn't you have rather? Wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't you? Now I'm just talking philosophically. Wouldn't you rather have 4K locked 30 than 4K adaptive 30? I think or you, have, you have the option to choose. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is like, yeah. yes, I would, but I like that a lot of these games have these various settings where it's like, which one do you want? Like that's what yeah. we saw that when the the PS4 Pro came out. That games like Rise of the Tomb Raider and uh, Neo had these really interesting settings where it's like, what do you prefer? What's mm-hmm. your playstyle? Do you want this locked? Yeah. Do you want this locked? Like, it's what's particularly appealing to, you? to me on a more superficial level that like we are seeing something that is pushing the hardware as far as it can go, mm-hmm. and the hardware just has to keep up at this point. Like, mm-hmm. if The Witcher Three could function at locked 60 4K. Like we would see almost what that will look like, and this is like encouragement for consoles to keep up with that. Yeah. And yep. I just think that's cool. It's also really interesting at how, which is two and a half years old at this point, how these games, like the the untapped potential of how good they looked, were sort of they were held prisoner to the the original Absolutely. Xbox and the I mean, PS4. That's been the PC argument for the longest yeah. time is that AAA games are held back by consoles because they have to be made for consoles, mm-hmm. and that like screws over the PC market. Yeah. I totally understand that argument. Which makes sense, just because PC can the PC is evolving on a literal daily basis, whereas these consoles, I mean, up until now, it was every six years, every five years, and now it's seemingly every two and a half, every three years. Yeah, it's exciting for, for tech stuff. But I would, yeah, that's tech what I was going to say. The big caveat there you is that? like... Exciting for tech stuff? Not if you were going to say that, you should both be fired, because those aren't good words say, for the journals. I was going to say, you, not that you took the words right out of my mouth, but you hit 
the point that I was about to make, which is that like, yeah, on the technology side, it's really exciting. And that might be where the bottleneck is for PC that they're kind of hamstrung by games that have to be developed for console as well. So they have to fit both platforms technologically. But like, I don't know. I mean, what was the last game you played and loved and enjoyed because of the tech? Like, I can't literally think of one. I mean, there, like, does it matter to you that wall, does it matter to you that Super Mario Galaxy Two is four eighty p versus like seven twenty or ten eighty? No, because well, it's an amazing game. No, I I, art, I right? think it like depends on the game. Like in terms of sixty or thirty, I think that I would prefer to play it in thirty. So that's <laughs> but that's the preference. But like, are we not I, talking about Witcher specifically? Right. Yeah. But like, there are definitely experiences that are enhanced by how beautiful sure. something is. And an example of that is something that I want to talk about is La Noir because of mm. the motion capture. I, I was just playing that last week on the Switch, and I'm still amazed by it. Like because of that motion scan tech, that game like playing it now and it's what six years old i was still like holy crap it, like it that absolutely like and that's just something i played last week like i definitely think tech can be impressive but i don't think that it has to be like i don't think that it is important i don't think a good game needs good tech behind it but i do think it can make a game better it is mm-hmm. technologically beautiful like la noir is because when i was looking at it yesterday to d- help with the review mm-hmm. um I was playing it, and even on the Switch, you can just see, like, the defining features on the characters. And what it reminds me of is Call of Duty World War II, where when I started playing it, I was just so shocked and baffled by how, like, incredible the, like, motion capture, all of the, like, mocap was, like, that was done for it. Yeah. So, I mean, with The Witcher, uh, like, it's uh, Witcher 3, I'm excited to, like, see how much it pushes the xbox one x how it looks different or how it'll look different from like old xbox to what we have now yeah totally which is that's like what yeah. i'm yeah. excited about i like I totally get i don't think mario is like held back because it doesn't yeah i mean that's it, that's the only point i'm making there mm-hmm. are totally examples of where game design meets great storytelling meets great uh technological deployment like half-life 2 right is a great example of a game that came out for pc that could have only been done at the time on pc mm-hmm. right um, but I'm just saying the examples are few and far between, so I find it to be a dubious claim that PC games are held back by console. I don't think that's yeah. really the case. I mean, th- no, no, I mean that is literally how it works, though. Like that's not a lot. I mean, they are technologically held technologically. back. They're not ideologically held back. I don't no, think. No, no, no. I don't think there are design decisions that can't be done on consoles that can be. Well, no. Well, I don't think there are technological like- design decisions. There are certain things like Doki Doki Literature Club, hey. uh, which is a PC game. And when I started playing it, I was like, why? I wish this was on mobile. Um, wait. And so I guess to back up real quick, it's a it's a free game that you can download on Steam called Doki Doki Literature Club. And it very much, the, the opening 45 minutes very much plays out like a very standard uh, Japanese visual novel dating sim. If you like romance, you'll love Doki Doki Literature Club. But then if you don't like romance. me, it starts to, about 45 like minutes romance. in it becomes yeah i know i'm a big i'm a big sappy romantic comedy idiot uh but then it becomes something else entirely and it very much can only exist on pc this is not a game in its current form that could exist on consoles yep impossible so yeah. speaking of like things being technologically held back like i would think that they can like the amount of uh things that can appear on screen or destructible environments is things that technically only hardware might be able to handle and that's an example <laughs> yeah of something sure that be held back. but to what end right like is it really help you immersed in the world when you can see like 0.5 miles further in the distance in which you're like I would make the argument no. I mean, we also have, you know, when console games have tried, I don't know, this, this was a lot of the conversation we had around Crackdown 3. 
and around how it needs the power of the cloud and this could only work here because we're we're using the power of the cloud and, and buildings will break apart and you and your friends will roam around the city and everything will be destructible and everything will remain and uh, you know what game still isn't out you know what game we really haven't seen from in a long time oh, and I, when we did see it it didn't look great i 100 percent think that the reason crackdown was delayed was because the, the tech is is hard <laughs> like they are having a lot of trouble making that game work for all the stuff that they promised yeah. on what it needs to work on and but the promise of it is really cool if i mean like i said function, yeah i, I, I kind of don't like to paint myself as like a technology hater or a luddite but like i just you know I don't. I think there's a. I think there's an overemphasis placed on power and technology that doesn't necessarily translate 100 percent to good games. No, I agree. Yeah, that's all. And I think I it like depends on everyone's preference of what they want to like. Some yeah, I mean, some people like to play great. Crisis because it looks good, even if it's a shitty shooter. I liked Crisis Sorry. Three a lot. I bring it up in conversation a lot because I feel like the only person on the world who liked that game. You bring it up. In you conversation might be. A lot. <laughs> You know that that uh, tweet thread that Mitch and I had of just like play this game, play this yeah. game. I'm pretty sure it died because I said play Crisis Three. <laughs> he was like, "What? No, don't play that." Well, <laughs> I really like that game. Um, so maybe you should bring up Crisis Three less. Or if you want to like yeah. end a conversation with somebody, be like, "Hey, have, hey, you, have you heard about Crisis Three? Have you heard about our Lord and Savior Crisis Three? <laughs> that's how you that's how you break up with someone. Do you want to talk about Crisis Three? Like, I think it's time we went our separate ways. But I did want to talk about La Noir being on Xbox. Um, I played it on the Switch for our review, and then played a tiny bit on Xbox One. And we've also played the two of us played Sims Four on console as well. <laughs> so there's a bunch of like games that are coming to consoles now, which is exciting. Um, La Noir. Incredible game. I love L.A. Noir bits. I think it's so impressive. I think that facial technology still makes it incredibly impressive. Just like it basically bankrupted that studio. Like it's just so effective. Team Bondi. Team Bondi. Bondi. B O N D I. In fact, Bondi. It's largely developed in Australia. Yeah. Um, Is that why I went under? Down under. Oh my god. <laughs> but that was very sad. And Boom. they had very oh. terrible work conditions, apparently. Like that yeah. seemed like it was a disaster to make. But And then they were like, You're gonna make a game called The Horror of the Orient, and also we're gonna shut down your studio. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That was a thing. Uh but yeah, it still plays great. Um I had some major frame rate issues on the Switch that I didn't have when I played the Xbox One, but I didn't play it for quite as long. Um but I did that's the sole reason I played it was like I wanted to check if those frame rate problems were still there and they yeah. weren't. So or not as much. And draw distance Seemed basically the same as the Switch, but um, yeah, the open world is super weird playing it in 2017 because it's so empty. There's just yeah. nothing really. There's yeah. cars driving around and there's people, but it's big and there's nothing to do. And driving isn't particularly fun, so that's still a flaw. But when you're actually like solving crimes and and interviewing people, like it's awesome. And they also have you guys seen the memes about the what, what was it originally? It was like agree. Or it was it was trust doubt. And then accuse mm-hmm. were the three options that you had for interrogating people in oh, LA. Good Noir. cop, bad cop. It's accuse. been changed to good cop, bad cop, uh, <laughs> accuse. And That's basically, the, the problem originally, which is really funny, is that you'd say doubt. Like someone would say something to you and be like, oh, I think they might be lying. And you'd say doubt. And then he would yell at them. Be like, how dare you lie to me? And I was like, I just yeah, wanted to I doubt just him. said that I was <laughs> like, oh. incredulous. So uh, changing it to bad cop makes a lot more sense in that context but it's still not quite right because basically the options are you say that you think someone is telling the truth you say that you think someone is lying but they're not necessarily guilty of a crime they just know more than they're telling you or you accuse them and when you accuse them you have to provide proof that like you have a reason to accuse them you have to yell objection yep. objection <laughs> I know you did it <laughs> uh, 
so that that system is like it's better than it was, but it's still not quite right. I feel like it's just too many words to be like you think this person is lying and you want more information from them. Yeah, like, it's just such a weird prompt. It, I mean, it was such that was such an ambitious game for six years ago, and it's still an ambitious game. Like no one's oh, yeah. really tried to do a thing. Like, Murdered Soul suspected that wasn't very good though. Kind of, I was fine with it. Um, it was just like a the the hottest five five. For whatever reason, I feel like. I'm glad that I played that game. Mm-hmm. Like you and I have spoken yep. about it accidentally a bunch of times. Like Murdered Soul Suspect is probably really cheap now, and it's basically a horror game where you solve your own own murder. It's not as cool as it sounds, and it has a bunch of gameplay problems. But I feel it richer. Sounds really cool. I, th- yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember I it might thing. be it's you good. that was trying to sell I you had on this, it. Yeah. Who had this thing where I was like, I had this great idea for a movie. Oh where yeah, you're a cop who investigates his own murder, and you're like, that's, that's literally a video what that game, game is. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no. no! Yeah. My um, million dollar idea. But I, I so often compare things to that game that I feel like playing it was a good experience for me. Oh, totally. And so in that, I want to recommend people play it. Um, and that has it has some interesting mechanics. Well, and again, it's like a thing that not a lot of people do. So like, yeah. if someone made a, a banger game afterwards where you were a ghost and you solved your own death and it was a, a 9 out of 10, no one had ever talked about Murdered Soul Suspect. The fact that no one's really tried to do that yet, it's yeah. like, well, you're still the one I think of. Yeah, and even the possession stuff, like you're yeah. trying, you're a ghost trying to interact with the Oh, there's those spookiest Dementors after you? Yes. Yeah, I don't Those like were that, man. one of my least favorite parts of yeah. actually. But it's too scary? Yeah. Well, no, they got too easy to... Yeah, I thought predict. it was too scary, too. It was really scary at the start. And then you get used to them. Anyway, this I is not play it. Murdered Soul Suspect cost. Well, it's probably very cheap. Like, Yay! I imagine it's super cheap now, so... Maybe it's cheaper on Black Friday. Yeah. Probably. Hey. <laughs> One time I was on a PAX panel and I uh, called out the scary parts for not being scary because they were predictable. And then I was on that same panel, the next PAX, and one of the designers was on it. Mm. And I made a comment that was like, yeah, I like that game. And she was like, actually, no, you didn't. On this panel, like in front of a room of people. And I was like, she was like, I was in the audience last time when you were talking about Oof. it. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> like, I liked it. It just, the, the scary parts were dumb. But anyway, <laughs> I have a, yeah, I have a couple stories. That, that brought a couple stories in mind. You have similar things. Uh, to that? Yeah, I don't want to say. All right, that's fine. I'm not talking about those. Um, yeah, I, I think this game's awesome. If you haven't played it, it's totally worth checking out. Some parts of like approaching missions are still like a little repetitive, but then a really interesting thing happens, and, and it just brings you right back in. So I love it. Um, and I gave it an eight on the Switch, but that score is really for the Switch, which is a weird thing that we do now is review things for the Switch because people care about it so much. So yeah. The, Switch the touch screen is weird on the Switch, I think. I think it's cool that they had it. Ugh. I never want to use it ever again. Yeah. I mean... Separate podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy that it's on the Xbox One X. Everyone keep in mind, though, you can't really run over people on this game. That's a good thing to the remind re- people of. Yeah, thank you. The reason why is because I tried yesterday. And it's like, you're a cop. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes, I mean, good cop, bad cop. I know. I mean, the, first, cop, the yeah. first person to ever be ran over by a car was in 1967. So this is just historically correct. <laughs> it was no. me. It was you in 1967. <laughs> How not, old are you? <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm 25. <laughs> so we also got The Sims 4 on console. I didn't like that. You looked frustrated. You looked exacerbated. I'm getting all sorts of cool texts. I'm going to put this away. Get off your phone. What are you doing? I'm getting cool texts. You wouldn't text. do this if Ryan was hosting. This is I would. I'd be a full seat down. He wouldn't. No. He'd be yeah, talking I about. wouldn't be. Oh, yeah, he'd, he'd, be talking about he'd be talking about. talking about like baseball be or something or like dogs or. Well, one of you would have or to Tesla. Be here. Howard Stern. <laughs> Electric cars. Yeah. Um, Pizza. Anyway, so The Sims 4. Lactose intolerance. Remember that time we just spoke about nuggets for all week? <laughs> yeah, people YouTube seem to be YouTube comments were really mad, but the tweets were all so positive. People were like, this, this episode was my favorite. Is any, are any other big YouTubers going to send you food during this episode? Because I'm very hungry. Mm, I should see what I can do. Hey, I Boogie. If anyone else has used me. <laughs> hey, Boogie, can we get <laughs> corn dogs? Man, I feel 
like so if, Sims 4. I feel like if I tweeted at him and asked for corn dogs, he would do it. Bo- I've never met Boogie, but I he's feel like he would be. Is he like Jared? Sims 4. He's like Jared. Okay. Anyway, like too Lily, good for this world. <laughs> we need an adult. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It's gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty World War II, NBA 2K18, Madden 18, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day, which is a lot cheaper than dropping 60 bucks on a brand new game that you can't even stand playing. Plus, you don't even have to leave the house. Oh, and they even rent movies. Normally, a Gamefly trial only lets you check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com locked, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it today at Gamefly.com locked. Hey guys. <laughs> Sims 4 is available on console. I played this at a preview event at EA like two months ago and actually decided not to write the preview because it was so janky. Um, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because I know that like the unlocked audience and the Sims audience don't necessarily overlap. Like there are Sims YouTubers who have millions of subscribers and just do Sims content. And like there are people who just play the Sims and do nothing else. It's fascinating. But um, mm. the it's system is a little weird <laughs> in that you can't just move around freely with the controller to actually interact with the menu you have to press the back button and then like d-pad across every single option which is really weird i don't know why they didn't just make it a pointer because it it basically means it's much slower and there's a two-step process to everything which i find really frustrating um the creator sim is way way better uh now that it's out than it was when i played it on launch but the, the most important thing about this is that this is basically a direct port they did everything that they possibly could to uh keep it like fully accurate to the uh, PC version, including DLC content and everything. So I think that that's awesome. It's like a really great way to handle this and a thing that EA did seemingly right. We're going to, you know, talk crap about them a lot. Then we should also talk about positive things. So, yeah, they did a good A way out looks cool. A way out does look look cool. cool. Where's that? I'm excited. I I mean, we haven't really had any big shows. Maybe PSX? Maybe. Do you traditionally have a presence at at PSX? It's hard to say because PSX is so sh- sh- short running. Like it's yeah. Been yeah. Four years. I'm, I'm assuming Battlefront's going to be there because they have like the Battlefront Last Jedi DLC because they have a mm-hmm. marketing partnership with them. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We'll probably learn more about that. Well, well, there was some news about that today, I think. But all of uh, Battlefront 2's DLC is free also. So that's a thing. Um, you did it, guys. I don't know about The <laughs> Sims. I mean, I get why people are into it, but just like, I don't know. Dude, you can make them bang and then you can drown them in a pool by removing the ladder. All things you can do by going outside. Maybe what? don't you? Maybe what? you don't want to drown yourself in a pool, but it, <sighs> how do you go outside and make them bang? You can't go up to two people and no, be like, "Hey, Marty, what if you guys bang?" You, you are the one banging. By going I am outside. the them. You pool? are one of the consensual parties. <laughs> I don't like this. This is Sims Four. Right. Also, saying, why simulate? Also, life real talk. You just if you put me life. in a swimming pool and you remove the ladder, I'll just climb out. I'm not going to drown <laughs> to death. Although, if you uh, enter a room and then you remove the door, I will defecate in the corner and go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if you entered a room and then you turned around and the door was gone? <laughs> yeah, that would be terrifying. That would be insane. Yeah, I flew at Silent Hill PT. Like, I, that, that's scary stuff. Yeah. Well, well, okay, brag about it because I don't have that anymore. Uh. That's not. Don't. Huh, that's <laughs> like. Stop it. Sorry. Um, a lot of scoff is my favorite thing. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to start making fun of things you don't have. <laughs> okay. Well, we have 10th anniversaries this week. Mass Effect 10th anniversary, Assassin's Creed, and Rock Band. Two that was a, great. That was a hell of a week. 
Yeah, dude. Also, oh. it's like what Lost. Also, that was. same week was Uncharted. Also, How? I'm confused. Like, weren't we all tweeting about like Happy 10th Anniversary Mass Effect like last week or two weeks ago? Are we, uh, am I just confused? Spot, I'm I think I know oh, exactly. And seven day. That's and the seven day. Oh, and they were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the tenth, yeah. the tenth yeah. anniversary video. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, this was the actual tenth anniversary. I still yeah. think yeah. that Mass Effect has like the first one, especially has one of my favorite video game stories ever. Um, Ashley, yeah. sorry. Mass Effect, the first one, Ashley, is one sorry. of my all time favorite games. It's incredible. Yeah, I think Mass Effect is one of the best video games ever. Very good as well. I agree that Mass Effect is one of the best games ever. And not even just like a lot of people hate on that statement because they think like you know oh well it's got this buggy inventory system and. Like it wasn't when buggy, they, it was just garbage. Yeah, I mean, the, the gameplay was kind of garbage too. Like shooting and like the cover system and all that stuff was not. Sorry, yeah, nothing like is perfect. No, no, no. no. But I what say Mass does well. It does so exactly. Well. Like based on the strength of the characters in the story, I'd still say it's one of the best. I mean, that's a like that's sort of a Bioware game in a nutshell. Like when you think about Knights of the Old Republic, you think about the characters and the story and the decisions you make. You don't think about the systems. The, 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 and the, the it's the yeah. inventory. Yeah, or technology. like and the combat's bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's just interesting looking at these three games and like they were when they launched, they were three of the biggest things in the world. Like Rock Command especially, because well, this was right Creed, not so much. Um the first, yeah, the first one, yeah. It, I, it was the second one that like Absolutely. the second one is that like prime example of a sequel iterating on the first one, doing everything better and cementing Absolutely. it as whereas like People debate over Mass Effect 1 or Mass Effect 2, whereas like it seems like a vast majority of people would never debate over AC1 and AC2. Assassin's Creed 1 was really repetitive, sure. but uh, it had, I think it had the coolest sci-fi story. The Desmond stuff in yeah. the first one was the best, and like I loved all that stuff. It was Uncharted Waters, too. Uncharted also came out that way. Damn video. it, Alana. Sorry. Um, 07 was a good year. Yeah, but it's it's worth... I make the argument that it was the best year for video game releases ever. I've seen someone else say that, and I think that this year might win. No. What are you talking Wait, about? This year's this year's a banger. 2017 is. A I'm not good saying it's not, but there's just games. no way it's better than 20. Mario, Zelda, Persona, Horizon, Near, Hellblade, Neo, Halo Three, Super Mario Galaxy, uh, Assassin's Creed. Odyssey. Uh, okay, Odyssey is better Assassin's than. Assassin's Creed is not a good game. I think Odyssey is better than uh, Mario Galaxy, and I think yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins is definitely better than Assassin's Creed. Strongly agree. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, we got a Call of Duty World War Two. I already say Halo Three. You can't just cut Halo orange. Is also good. You can't swear. The to orange make, box. Orange box doesn't count because that's several yeah, games in one. Orange box doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't? Well, count. you haven't played Doki Doki Literature Club yet. Hey, <laughs> did that come out this year? Yeah, no, we're nominated for 2017 is really good. I like how I'm arguing. Yeah, 2007 is amazing. It's just no. Yes. It's just like how uh, Assassin's Creed 2 iterated on Assassin's Creed 1. 2017 iterated on. 2007, 2007 just made it better in every I way prefer, shape I oh, prefer originality over but also original. 2007 was really good for movies with The Departed and There Will Be Blood and so uh, true. 07 um, was really good yeah The Fountain I'll never forget 2007 when at the Oscars they were like hey so this was a great Oscars but we are messed up because of The Departed <laughs> oh, yeah. all, all the blood and everything I yeah. just remember going haha yeah good times good times <laughs> we are now we have yeah. a whole different set of problems also we didn't talk about Rock Band at all it's crazy to me that that's 10 years old well it's because we're missing Ryan Ryan is a Big rock band. Guy. I like I liked Guitar the Hero a lot. So yeah, I like the original Guitar Hero like, rock band. I think group. the original rock band is when this because again, if you're if you're younger and you don't remember this, like instrument games were one of the biggest things. Like if you think about how people are talking about PUBG 
this year, like instrument games, I think were even bigger than that. Like I think it became a cult. Like and 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 it extended past video games. Mm-hmm. Like these were things that everyone I knew in college. These were staples at college parties. Mm-hmm. Like these were things that everyone played. This almost wasn't a video game. I mean, I loved Guitar Hero. Um, and uh, you know, Rock Band was in my like the zenith of that, and that's where they got the best licenses, and and they did the full four player band thing. Yep. Um, and then the bubble sort of burst on that, and we got like Green Day, Guitar few, Hero, and Van Halen. Later, yeah. In like a big bad way too. Like it's crazy that it cratered as hard as it did. Yeah, the exact like, same thing happened with Toy Story. Everything in pop yeah. culture is cyclical, right? It waxes and wanes. But I don't know that I've ever seen something like rise so high and then crater so fast. Yeah. Like right after. <laughs> it's I mean, the they, exact same system as microtransactions. It was just that they were doing it with physical hardware. And I mm. think like literally the same oh, yeah. thing happened with Toys to Life, and it was super successful mm-hmm. and then crashed. Yeah. It's like that's the way that trends work and we live in or we we work in such a fast paced industry that they don't think that far ahead. And they're like, yeah, let's just keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore. I mean it's insane to think there was a Beatles rock band game. Yeah. They got the Beatles license. The Beatles were at E three. Well the remaining non dead ones were at E three. Like that's insane. Even the yeah. ones that are holograph. The hol- <laughs> the go- and the ghost of the uh, one a ghost of one beetle came with every copy of uh, Beatles Rockman. So it didn't sell that well. Like I mean, that? so they had two. Yeah, you had Ringo and George, <laughs> not Ringo, George Harrison and well, John and Lennon, that's, and that was the death of rock band. Well, and the first Paul McCartney because there's a second one. He's Paul McCartney DLC, died. So. Yeah, he's still. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a good week, and th- this week uh, the only video game release that Marty found was Telltale Batman episode three, the anime event. So I don't know. It's possible I that there's it. more. But it's hard to do the research. I don't know where Ryan gets I these. I don't know where I think he gets Ryan gets an email. I have a feeling Ryan gets an email. Major Nelson just emails him? Yeah. Like, hey, or he gets a DM, a direct right? message. What was that? For those flirts? That, no, that's the way Major Nelson sounds. Got, got hot scoops for you, bro. Okay. So, I don't know why you did that. That was like Taika Waititi. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. you got like so this. many good games coming out. And, uh, You've never met Major Nelson, have you? I actually have met Major <laughs> Nelson. And I assure you, he doesn't sound like that. Very nice man. Yeah. He had to cut our conversation short because he had to go judge a children's Minecraft competition, which I thought was very sweet. That's pretty cute. That's adorable. Great. Yeah, I, that's also my excuse when I want to get out of a conversation, and then I just go to, <laughs> and then I go to the other side of the bar. <laughs> They're like, he clearly didn't leave. He's not judging. We're in a bar. There's it's no on mobile. It's fine. <laughs> um, but we do have a bunch of Black Friday Xbox deals. So I, I listed these. Uh, obviously, uh, there's Black Friday deals at Best Buy and, and Walmart and Target and all that. Uh, these are the ones that are. There's a ton of games that you could just download. And if you have Xbox Live Gold, they're even cheaper. And I just listed some of the uh, best ones or some of the ones I think that we would personally probably recommend on here. Mm-hmm. All right. Lily, do you want to take us through the list? Sure. Uh, we've got Assassin's Creed Oranges, 41. Oranges. Nine, or, or, it's a oranges. hard one to say. It's fine. We called it Oranges in the last Oranges. <laughs> yeah. Origins. Forty-one ninety-nine with gold, regular fifty-nine ninety-nine. That's a good deal. That's one of the best games of the year, and it's and it's twenty dollars off. Uh, Destiny two thirty eight ninety nine with gold regular fifty nine ninety nine. That's a good. Like, deal. Probably That's just say what the what the prices are. The regular is is mostly sixty. <laughs> Destiny two game plus expansion pass bundle sixty seven forty nine with gold. Are you still are you still playing Destiny? Do you care about no. that anymore? Fact, what we're really playing? salty about it. You should listen to this week's fire team chat. Wait. Bungie's been kind of all the Destiny boys. The community is uh, oh, what are you why? What? Why? That was open and I did not think that it was. Oh, none of it got on me, magically. Yeah, it's all on the table. Here, I got a piece of paper. <laughs> a lot of just spilled. Hey, this is why you should uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IGN Beyond Locked. <laughs> and I also said Beyond. What do you, uh, this is why you shouldn't bring uncapped chocolate milk into the I studio. Eaten. What, it, what even I'm is really it? Yeah, well is that chocolate milk? Uh, no, it's chocolate milk. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, now everything is going to smell like chocolate. Um, now the time with the chocolate ones. <laughs> Wait, yeah, so if you're, why are you salty? Well, I don't want to get too much into it because otherwise I'll just rant about it. But just like the long and the long and short of it is that like uh, people have kind of hit the end game in Destiny Two, like the most dedicated players, and have found that it is severely lacking. Mm. So the end game is not very engaging, and it doesn't seem like Bungie is all that, uh, like. Like they're not re- they're not really rushing to fix well, it. That's yeah. because they don't have any competition. There yeah, isn't, yeah. Destiny so badly needs Anthem. It needs competition yeah. so bad. So and so we had you know we recorded Fireteam chat today because that Bungie had a live stream. Uh, they have three live streams detailing just like what's coming up in Curse of Osiris, which is the first expansion, which releases in December. And uh, essentially, you know, the live stream was kind of a big letdown. Letdown. So on Fireteam chat, all four of us sat around the table, kind of. Airing out our grievances, it was real mm-hmm. salty. Yeah. Anyway, well, Destiny two thirty eight ninety nine, and yeah. then the game yeah. expansion pass bundle is sixty seven. Hey, as someone who didn't play Destiny one and got hooked for a week and a half into Destiny two, I thought it was great. I mean, it is. <laughs> I had a great time. It is great. And then I just left the game, and I'm like, all right, you, we had a great time. It was like like Bye. it's like a vacation fling, mm. and we'll always have the vacation, which was that week and a half I spent we'll in my bed. Have Paris. We'll always have what's his Ogden? What was the name of the dude Paris. from the No, what was the name of the dude from the, the, the raid? Ogden? Who's the man I killed? What? Who's the bad guy in the raid? The raid, the movie? No, the the raid, the thing in the game. Just do the next one. Oh, yeah, in we've Destiny. Got this. Yeah, what's his name? Ogden? All right, Gaul. so Gaul. South Park, Gaul. the yeah. fractured Fuck butt hole <laughs> is forty nineteen with gold. Uh also. I actually like that price because I haven't bought it yet, so I'm excited to get it. It's really it. good, and it's 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 longer than you would expect, which it's is long. that's a good thing if you like long. It's a bad thing if you don't like long. Mm. Um, the Evil Within Two is thirty dollars with gold. Uh, Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus is thirty with gold. Oh buy my it, god! Buy it, buy it, buy I finished it, yeah. it this weekend. I killed <laughs> so many Nazis. Game. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Sean, why aren't you playing it? Stop playing well, Counter Strike. I'm gonna get it. It is so good. I want to see if I can't snag me a code, but we'll see. Just oh my god, just steal it from the store. You have my permission. <laughs> don't do that. Don't yeah, steal no, it from a store. You can't endorse that. unless it's a mom and pop store. It's thirty dollars with gold. You can afford it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield One Revolution is thirty with gold. Dishonored know, Two is twenty with gold. <gasps> buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy don't, it. Buy it. Wolfenstein first though. Dishonored Death of the Outsider is 15 with gold. Which, I don't know what that is. What is that? That's the uh, expansion. It's the standalone expansion, right? Yeah. For, yeah. for, for Dishonored 2. Dishonored, no, for no, Dishonored 2. It's the thing that came out a couple months ago. It came out like Ooh. September. Okay. Uh, Gears of War 4 is nineteen ninety nine with gold. That game is so good. And I, I'd be I, surprised if we had to tell you to buy it. Well, and I played it the other day on Xbox One X, and man, that game's pretty. Yeah, that game holds gorgeous. up perfectly. Good game. Uh, I'm, I, I own it, and I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, <laughs> glowing review from Lily. Oh, Here I, I am, it, and I like it. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five, thirty with gold. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Buy it. Does I everyone not already own that? I don't. I haven't. Still I haven't oh, that's it. right. You I don't. still haven't played it. You don't either. We're the two people in the world. I have who three do not copies have that. of that game. That seems excessive. Why do yeah. you have that many copies? Well, because it came out. The like I had it on Xbox three hundred and sixty, and then I bought it on Xbox One, and then I bought it on PS four as well. I got a Charlie Hurst during the show. That's why I'm doing weird things with my leg. Why would you buy it on PS four as well? Oh, so basically. Your I friends have, on that platform exactly, that you don't have on exactly okay. Australians. In my experience, my Australian group of friends mostly plays on Xbox One, so I have that for them. And then for US friends, I have a PS4. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, Overwatch thirty with gold, Prey twenty with gold, 
Resident Evil 7 Biohazard 30 with gold. It should be it's worth 30. You should be able to spend $20 and just get the first two thirds. Yeah. That, That's so where the thing is that game yeah. is excellent and 100% would have been like one of my games of the year if the last two hours weren't. Yeah, you start fighting. You have to fight all these mudmen on a boat, and it sucks. Mm. Makes you run the gauntlet, and it's kind of boring. And not cut that. Mudmen. What? Lily, get your head out of it. (laughs) Rocket League is ten dollars with gold, and The Witcher Three Wild Hunt Complete Edition is twenty with gold, which is amazing. I still haven't played Witcher. Very much aggressively should play The Witcher. Intimidated by a two hundred hour RPG. Well, you don't have to play it for that long. That's like saying Skyrim is 500 hours because there's never-ending quests. We don't have to play it for 500 hours. Thanks, Solana. I just wish I just want my RPGs all set in Tokyo, like in Persona, like in Sleeping Dogs, or in Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs is also good. I love that's Sleeping Tokyo, Dogs. right? No, it's yeah, Hong, Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. God, I'm a bad Asian. <laughs> Whereas Solana and I are great Asians. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not even practicing. <laughs> well, neither are we, Lily. That's yeah. That's Wait. The joke. What? <laughs> you didn't know? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. I don't know. Don't assume. Well, those are your Black Friday Xbox deals. Thank you. You nailed it. What are you going to get? Sound off yeah. in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share. Oh, I look what even, Jake Paul's doing. I don't even. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Please don't. That like guy both of us not, went. Ugh. That guy does not need any more fame. Oh, that terrible. I think he's great. We're getting him on up at noon. All right. Are we really? No. no. Okay. I don't even know who he is. Oh, boy. I saw a picture of him and he looked uh, like I wanted to hit him. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. Yeah. Uh, John, I, what are you working on? Oh, man. So I am three episodes through uh, a sponsored series on IGN called IGN Spotlight, where we talk to interesting creators about the cool stuff that they're doing. We profiled some really interesting people like Francis Manipal, who is a DC Comics writer and artist. He drew like The Flash and Batman and Superman and cool. uh, is now working on this new comic called Broken Hollow, which is an independent and like news story from him. Uh, it's really cool. So if you're into that kind of thing, if you're a creative person or like exploring new creative endeavors, that's a great way to do it. The series is really good too. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think it's, worked, I think uh, it's really it's beautifully shot, and I think like the stories that are told are just like right up my alley. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the new stuff that I'm working on uh, over on the sponsored side, and then uh, Alana and I are working on something that is not yet out, so I can't say specifically, but it is a cosplay thing. It will be out at a certain point very soon. Yes, <laughs> it should be cool. Yeah, yeah. you can cosplay as Wolfenstein. Yeah, I'm cosplaying as Frau Engel, hero Wolfenstein. Yeah, Frau Engel, the wolf. You know who I would never want to cosplay as? That monster. Why? She's Which got cut. Who? Frau Engel from Wolfenstein. She's a bad mom. Uh. She's just terrible, <laughs> just awful, but also a very interesting character. You can cosplay as Terra Billy. I'd love gender bent Terra Billy. Actually, thought about cosplaying as Terra Billy. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Wolfenstein too. Oh awesome my god! Player. When you go to Venus, oh, it's so good. That's kind of a spoiler. Shut it. Shut, shut, Venus is just shut a planet. It. Maybe I was talking about Destiny too. Do you go to Venus in that game? Yeah. Totally. Boom. Crushed it. It's I've spent so much time in that game and I don't remember anything Same. from it. Anyway, Marty, what are you working on? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm... Uh, I'm helping uh, all of our Game of the Year stuff. So we are locking down the nominees for like a million different categories for Game of the Year, uh, Movie of the Year stuff, TV Show of the Year. Um, and so all of those nominees, I believe, are going out at the beginning of December. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, we've had a lot of... Movie of the Year, Spider-Man fighting. Homecoming? I believe it's in the shortlist of nominees. The t- uh, tough thing about movie is we have a bunch of question marks on things that we might have to add late because not enough of us have seen The Shape of Water and Coco's yeah. not out yet and Watch Star Wars. Yeah, Star well, Wars clearly comes out in a month. Yeah, I mean, let's just give it to the biggest movie of the year, right? To what? Best movie of the year. What's the best movie? I'm just saying, let's give it to the biggest movie of the year. I don't want to give it to the biggest movie of the year. I want I want the big six <laughs> saying, and get out to it. Last year we gave it to Rogue One. 
And yeah, I did. Like, kind of insane to me. Strongly just I'm okay that with one, that. But La La Land came out last it. year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she has an excuse. Why do you have an excuse? Oh, because you worked on it. That's biased. Absolutely, that's biased. But I paid my paycheck. I don't know what you want. Oh, I think Lost You for me was Arrival. I liked Arrival. Is a your, lot. This year would be Get Out. Is your TV show of the year the IGN show since you worked on it? God no. <laughs> <laughs> it goes. Uh, it, it goes uh, the IGN show and then uh, Leftovers and <laughs> then Handmaid's Tale. Can we know when at the IGN show? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. No. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm helping out with a lot of that. Yeah, it's a it's a big task and yeah, it's exciting and we take it pretty seriously. So that that'll be cool when we get to announce those. Mm-hmm. How about you, Lily? What are you working on? Um, I'm now working on a Cuphead animation feature, yes. so That's I'm really cool. excited to get started on that. I'm gonna look at the statistics and all of the frames that they've uh, worked on to make that uh, video game. So I'm excited to work on that. And then aside from that, I I'm just the production coordinator, so I just kind of dabble here and there in other projects, but nothing that I'm currently creating. So. Cuphead thing will be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm excited to work on that. I didn't realize you like Cuphead until today. What you like really? Cuphead? Yeah. Are you being sarcastic? Yes, I'm being very sarcastic. <laughs> she no, just won't been stop. Playing it on my account, and I've like also been playing it on my account. Uh, the do you not own it? You should probably just buy it. No, I own it. I own it on PC and Xbox One X, and I also gave it away to other people. Oh, several copies. It was twenty dollars. I mean, how can you not spend that money? I, mean, you, I didn't. But anyway, my playtime in Cuphead uh, on <laughs> like the, the counter is over two days. Yeah, yeah, mm. probably me. Yeah, a lot of that's you. I mean, a lot of it's me. But yep, two days. That's so, a lot of days. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of that's a lot of Mugman. Shout out yeah. to the dragon. Shout out to the dragon. Yeah, Cisco. Like dragon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I really just don't like those frogmen. I think that one frustrated me more than anything. Not a fan of those frog boys. Even though that level was like shown off early, it's just garbage on it. This isn't running gun ones. This favorite. isn't an Xbox thing. You mentioned dragon. Um, there's a part in Mario's uh, Odyssey where there's an actual like a dragon, and it looks like a scary fantasy dragon. And oh, I don't yeah. think those belong in Mario. That makes me uncomfortable. Because also, isn't Bowser supposed to be a dragon? I thought it. So he if Bowser's right a dragon, dragon then what's this are dragon? Are you a dragon if you don't have wings? Are we chase? Are we? I all feel like Bowser is just a fire breathing lizard. Yeah, I don't think he's a. I think he's a Dargan. I think he's a hard shell Dargan. He's a hard shell Dargan. I don't think he's a Dargan. You don't need wings to be a dragon. I think you do. I don't think so at all. Go on the record and say that that's kind of like that. I think you do. I think that's ableist. Maybe, but (laughs) I think that's 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 hard size or hard fantasy ableist. Well, okay. If you if you like lost your wings in an accident, or like if both of your parents are Dargans, then you're a Dargan regardless of whether or not you have wings. But if you're like, I don't think Bowser's a dog, and I don't think that he has dog and parents. Well, te- Daenerys is the mother of dragons, and so technically she's a dragon, and she doesn't have wings because they showed her naked several times on that show, and I didn't see a single wing. She didn't look hot enough. What? <laughs> you just want you just want to look at the right places. Alana, what Where are she hiding the on? wings? I'm not really walking on anything that that's, that's that interesting. Yeah, you've been pretty lazy lately, of- except for the project <laughs> you and me are working on. Although I guess oh, yeah. that's not very interesting, is it? Oh, dang. working on a bunch of features right now. That still doing a lot of let's play stuff for Beyond, and uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm just working on a lot of projects all the time, and so I don't have any a lot of attention paid to any one of them. And, um, dying on the inside. So yeah, you spilled Great all the chocolate out. milk on the ground. Yeah, well, that's unrelated. But yeah, I mean, I'd think that's something to do with the dying on the inside thing. Um, but if you want to see more of uh, us dying on the inside and spilling chocolate all over this desk, which has happened twice this year. Yeah, both of those <laughs> were your fault. Also, last time you fault. left a knife in the studio. That was great. I was actually pretty fond of that. 
Someone's like, who left a knife in him? Yeah, like, who got the blame for that? It was me. I'm sorry. Did you get blamed for that? <laughs> yeah. I, I admitted to it, though. Well, he was producing. Yeah, after, though. They were like, well, yeah, it was Alexio and Dave were like, often. hey, so there was a knife in the studio. Finnegan, you can't let that happen. And I was like, I didn't do it. <laughs> it also reeked of chocolate. A dog, yeah. Oh, we got a lot of chocolate everywhere. Maybe yeah. maybe one more time on the show, there'll, there'll be more chocolate before the end of the year. How many episodes do we have left? A hundred. I don't know, like a dozen? Five. Five. I mean, it can't be five. Oh, we don't really record like over it'll Christmas. It'll be three or so, four, yeah. surely. Yeah. But, um, you think that's it'll be able to come back? Are we stacking up some episodes for, for the, the holidays? Break? I don't know if we do that. I honestly have no idea. We're splitting the last episode into um, it's uh, episodic. It'll say $5 per episode. <laughs> episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Make sure that you subscribe on uh, youtube.com slash IGN Unlocked for more episodes and on whatever podcast services you have. Um, feel free to give us a rating because they mean a lot to us. So we will see you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. You said that word. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.